Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello, welcome to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Aljay Salveson, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan, 1069thefan.com if you're streaming, and 1069 The Fan mobile app. Wherever you're carrying us around, we appreciate you for doing so. Grateful to have you guys joining us here Is on the Is this a Full new Court thing? Press. Like how you pronounce your O's? It's ooh. When ooh, 69. When ooh, 69, The Fan. Why are you making fun of my accent? When ooh, dude, if you're 69, if the Mr. Franson's listening, he's going to. It's a lawsuit coming your well, way, just, young man. You know, new thing. Maybe Ajay's turning a new cultural leaf. I don't know. A new cultural leaf? Right. Oh, now this is really getting out of hand. You know, usually it's you having to rope me in. This one, are you You okay? You a little bit, uh, you've been sucking up on Grandpa's cough medicine? DeMarcus Cousins just got waived? I didn't know this. You didn't know that? No. Eric. Read the writing on the wall. Oh, this happened this morning? Yeah. Well, and the Lakers let go of Quinn Cook. Do you want to know why? Because they're going to pick up DeMarcus Cousins to fill in the role for Anthony Davis, who's out. Interesting timing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins had his... Uh, in fact, what they did what uh, the Utah Jazz did with... Oh, Joe Johnson. Because uh, they paid out the remaining of his salary... And then allowed him to go somewhere else to a title contending team at the time because we were at the end of Joe Johnson's career. And and the reason why is, Eric, is because it's always good to have, you know how it goes in the NBA, NFL, Major League Sports, is when you go from one team to another, you want them to leave with a good review on your mark, right? You, you want a good five-star Google review from these players. So they're going to take good care of you. You want a good Yelp review. Yep, exactly. And they're going to take really good care of you, and they're going to send you off on your happy way. Uh, and then you're going to go, you know, and someone's going to say, hey, I, I'm thinking about going to places. What did you think about Utah? And they're going to say, hey, look, great coach, great organization, first class, treated me really well when I was there, treated me better as I was on my way out. Um, Now, I, I wouldn't go to Gordon Hayward about that, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just – so, yeah, there you go. Um, DeMarcus Cousins has been waived by the Rockets. The Lakers have released Quinn Cook, so do the math. So he needs it. It's pretty it's – pretty, uh, it's pretty seatable. Any chance that the Jazz consider signing Quinn Cook? I mean, it makes sense he'd be in Utah. I mean, we'd call him the apostle. Would he fit? Oh, would you call him – don't. Don't do that. You know better. You know better. Yeah, uh, five. Elder Cook for three. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's what I could just see. Locke or or Bowler comes up with all these nicknames. The Apostle. <laughs> and know, something tells me David Locke would be a little bit lost on that reference. Quit. Right? Elder Cook would all of a sudden file for a lawsuit because he has his <laughs> isn't his name. Without copyright issues. Oh. Uh, five three three eight. I hope they grant me an exemption at the Masters to write a card. Signed Tiger Woods. Oh. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, Who was the guy that was trying to do that? Um, he had like a leg. It was like a birth disorder. Uh, what was it? Um, just he didn't have a lot of muscle in in one of his legs. Good golfer, but he needed a golf cart to I get around. 
yeah, this was like 20 years ago. And he made kind of a stink. Like, hey, I'm a good golfer. I qualify. But um, all these tournaments say I can't use a cart. And it kind of created a bit of a stir. Like, well, if you allow the cart for that guy, um, then all the other all golfers, of a sudden, you... older golfers or more uh, out of yeah. shape golfers suddenly could be participating in more tournaments. And he's like, yeah, that's my point. But then I think they flipped it around saying, no, you know, you have to be able to meet a certain level of physical ability to participate in a contest like this. So eventually it, it, it fell on dead ears. And, uh, obviously we don't know. <laughs> We haven't heard much about that guy anymore because we can't think of his name. So here's a hey, – can I ask a question? Maybe our wonderful listeners can help us out. You can text in at 435-339-0321, 435-339-0321. By the way, 9315. Ajay, you're great. Thanks for keeping us up to date on things in sports. Eric, welcome to the sports world today. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins released this morning. It's pretty much called <laughs> look, yesterday. Hey, look. <laughs> the last few days <laughs> – Last Been a little few days. crazy around here, and I haven't exactly had my head in. <gasps> oh yeah, what's going on in the news? Oh crap! Yeah, we do have a pretty big event starting today, huh? Um, yeah, we'll get to that in just a bit. Uh, okay, see, yeah. I've been I've been focused on the sports world. You're focused Your on the business world. Else. Are you happy? Uh, <laughs> so hey, I, I do have a question though, and our listeners again four three five three three nine zero three two one. Please help us out. Um, why can't me, I can't pro golfers take a cart everywhere. Why do they have to walk? Is that just like a standard class gentleman's game kind of thing? Like we're not you're not gonna need a cart to get yourself where you want to go. I don't know. Because that just I mean, why Look, can't a, not... why can't a pro golfer instead of walking from like one hole to the next, why can't he just ride and get to a ball and then hit it from there? Don't you think it would make these tournaments move along quicker? Yeah. If they... Oh, absolutely. I mean, the last thing I want to see is 65-year-old Tiger Woods limping his way 300 yards to go hit another golf ball. Get him there in five seconds and let him take a whack at it and then get him there another two seconds onto the green. Maybe it's about protecting the green itself. Maybe it's not like rear-ending other you don't parts. Want treads and or, you know, tearing it up. Like, a, like oh, you want, I, like, but is that really? Somebody get a little wild a, there, out there on the 14th. There's not a golf cart path you wheelies. can't take. Doing donuts. You have someone rear end into some other golfer they hate. Bam. Hey, take that. Well, then you do you need a caddy at that point? If you're just keeping your bag in the cart, do you need a caddy to carry your bag for you? Uh, no. I mean, yeah, well, actually, that's a good question. No? <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, what's, like, I love golf. I do. I love golf. It's a beautiful game. I love watching uh, Finau golf a little bit. I got to see him over the weekend uh, on TV. I thought he did a great job. I know he uh, he choked towards the end, I believe. Uh, that's, that's unfortunately the story of his life. Yeah, he does so good it? during the tournament. He's he right gets there down the to end. the end, and then he just can't, just can't shut handle the door. it. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the case again. I love golf. I just don't understand why they can't take a cart and get to the ball quicker. I, that's just never made sense for me, ever. I mean, but a casual golfer like you and I, we can take our cart everywhere. Yeah, it's not a. I mean, I was gonna say it's not the By problem the, the golf courses I golf on, but then again, <laughs> oh yeah, geez. I don't go to fancy golf courses. <laughs> right. Either. Speaking of which, Devin DeLynn hit me up like four, three and a half, four months ago, and asked if we were coming down. I don't know if I ever told you that. Like, oh no, you keep those kinds of invitations private. You like invite somebody else. Yeah, oh, this is my. Lodi, this I'm is my good you. friend Eric Francis. You're so. You've never oh. seen his face. You only know him by his voice. 
Uh, he may sound a little bit different, but um, he's got a cold. <laughs> he got a cold. Nine three one five. I love the book you were given, AJ, by the amazing thoughtful coach. But shouldn't you have told him you're a lifelong Bucks fan? Um, yeah, uh, I was given a, a wonderful gift by coach. It's a book called The Dynasty. Um, it's and I, I'm like I'm already forty five pages in. It is super good. Like I say, lifelong Patriots fan and Bucks fan, but Patriots fan too. More so Patriots than Bucks. Wow, it's so weird. <laughs> You've had split allegiances all this time. Uh, it's Just a, kept it really quiet. It's a really, really, really good book. I, uh, I've always, uh, yeah, it's just it's really well written. Um, there's a lot of inside detail, inside story to it. Like, here's the thing: Did you know Robert Kraft? I didn't know this. Robert Kraft first purchase his first purchase of the New England Patriots was via the parking lot and 330 acres around it. Because the stadium was owned by the Sullivans, and they weren't letting it go, even though they were in an incredible amount of debt. So uh, Kraft was smart and realized that they didn't have the parking lot, and that's usually how you can get a lot of your money. So he went and bought three parking lots and 330 acres, and that's how it all started to kind of rev Really? Into yeah. It's, Interesting. It's cool. It's a way, way, way good book, and I'm only 45 pages into it. Um I'm actually working on a thesis, or not a thesis, but a, a return and report. It's a book report is what it be called. I'm working on one for Coach Smith so he knows that I read the book. I just helped one of my kids do a book report. You, you like made it into like a flyer, like a travel brochure. Is that what your book report's going to be no. like? You're going to like pictures and no. cut out. It is going to be proper and classy. It's going to be proper and classy. Not to say your kids Get a magazine isn't. and cut out a bunch of different letters <laughs> to spell his name. <laughs> Do you imagine how quick he crumbled that up? My uh, friend Tom. <laughs> Five three three eight. I try to pattern my game after Greg Norman. Sign Tony Fee now. <laughs> That's brutal. Ouch. Um, man, your text line was hot last night. Holy smokes. Got some good text too. Yeah. Yes. Some really good stuff. Yeah, uh, missed out. You should have been here. Yeah, I really wish I could have. Uh, but I was too busy getting a gift from Coach. Uh, by the way, uh, with Raleigh's injury, and I know you probably hit on this already from 2603 yesterday, but I would not expect him until the conference tournament. I would um, maybe next weekend when they play Fresno, which we'll get to in a little bit, but I would not expect him until the Mount West Conference tournament, So, which is a bummer. Right. Uh, we really don't know a lot of details. All that Coach Smith has gone on record of saying is that it's a lower leg injury. Um, it's been something that's been bothering him for... Um, a little while and just got to the point where he needed to get off of it. But uh, it was not season ending. He did expect him to return to the team at some point, but he did not give a very definitive timeline for his return. Yeah, that's... uh, I don't know. I'm worried. like Because if he does come back in time for the Mount West Conference Tournament... He will not have game action in over a month, almost two months, right, actually? Because the last game he played was against Fresno State in game one. He hasn't played a game since then. Uh, That's true. Which was, what, January 26th or something like that. So it will be almost two months until he comes back for game, like real game live action. That game against Fresno was... On February 4th. 
So yeah, almost an entire month between games. Uh, Eric, where do you want to? I mean, should we start with NBA? We got we do got a lot of Utah State basketball news today. It's uh, kind of came in hot and heavy. Well, uh, I think let's go to that since we're talking about Raleigh Worcester and yeah. Mountain West, and we mentioned Fresno State. Um, the Aggies have now officially got um, uh, the uh, got word from the Mountain West about what next week will look like for them. The makeup games have been announced. The rescheduled games that got postponed or canceled due to various different reasons, usually COVID, um, almost exclusively COVID uh, related. But uh, for Utah State, they will play two different opponents. They will host Wyoming on Thursday, March 4th. And on Saturday, they will travel to Fresno State and play them uh, later on, it'll be a later game. It'll be a 9 o'clock mountain time. So Utah State hosts Wyoming on Thursday. They travel to Fresno on Saturday. Fresno themselves, they will travel to Boise State on Tuesday. So I I have a, well, I have a lot of issues with this. We'll start with number one. To have a team play on Thursday night, they'll travel Friday to California and then they'll play Saturday. They'll come home late, late Saturday. I mean, extremely late, probably in the Sunday morning. Get home. They'll have one, two days to rest. They'll, and then Tuesday, they travel to Las Vegas. Wednesday, the Mountain West Conference Tournament begins, but they most likely won't be playing until Thursday. But you want to be there Wednesday because you got to test and everything and all that. So yeah, uh, I, this, is, this is an issue. It's not really. It, this is not great. Uh, the way that the schedule worked out no, for did. Utah State. Yeah. And I mean, they play uh, Nevada on Sunday. And uh, thankfully, they will they don't have to go anywhere right away. Um, they've got Wyoming coming into town Thursday night. But you got to prep for two different opponents. Well, yeah, two opponents that same week. In, and you got two games in three days, with one day being that travel. That's That's hard. Really, that's... That's what they did last year. That's what the Mountain West schedule was like pre-COVID, which I always disagreed with. Um, I think that this schedule is makes a lot more sense the way they're doing it this year, but nonetheless, the Mountain West would have you home one for one game, and two days later, you're somewhere else. I mean, that that's how they used to do it. So it's really not that abnormal for the Mountain West. It just seems abnormal for this year. Yeah, but what's curious is why didn't they make up both games against Wyoming why was one against Wyoming and one against Fresno yeah Wyoming they will travel to Logan on Thursday and then they'll be home and host UNLV on Saturday night so I mean it's a lot of teams affected obviously and they're all trying to figure out their best situations here Um, but uh, Utah State uh, hosting it's 730 on Thursday and then on the road for a 9 o'clock tip at uh, Fresno State. Both of those games will be on FS1, which is uh, which is nice. Uh, nobody else gets that. Everybody else is on CBS Sports Network or streaming online at the Mountain West. Uh, U- the Utah State games are the only ones on FS1. Also interesting to note, um, San Diego State, they only have one game. They will only play one game at UNLV on Wednesday. So 
Okay, so let me ask you this. It's, it's curious why some teams have multiple games will be played next yeah. week and others only one. Air Force won't play any at all. Yeah, they have an open week. Yeah, they. Uh, in fact, Air Force is scheduled to complete its 20-game Mountain West Conference regular season slate on uh, Monday, March 1st, and uh, will be uh, open that final week. So here's what the schedule looks like as an entirety for the Mount West Conference. On Tuesday, March 2nd, as Eric already mentioned, Fresno State will be inside of Extra Mile Arena to face Boise State. That will be on CBS Sports Network. 5 p.m. tip-off time. On Wednesday, March 3rd, you've got three games. Nevada's at San Jose State. New Mexico's at Colorado State. San Diego State's at UNLV. Uh, the first two games have times have not been announced, but San Diego State at UNLV will be a 7 o'clock Mountain Time tip-off. Uh, Thursday, March 4th, Eric's already mentioned it. Wyoming's at Utah State. That's a 7.30 on FS1. Friday, Colorado State's at Nevada. Now, they had two games postponed. They're only going to make up one of those games. Colorado State will be at Nevada. That's at 7 o'clock on Friday. And then Saturday, Utah State's at Fresno. That's a 9 o'clock Mountain Time tip-off. That's just, that's just stupid ridiculous. And then Why UNLV's does it need out- to be so late? Yeah, see, I, that, and I'm with you. I just I don't get this. And then UNLV's at Wyoming. That game's on CBS Sports Network and will be a 9 p.m. Mountain Time tip-off. Um, in regards of the... There was another big part of this announcement today. And it was with the San Diego State-New Mexico yes. series that got canceled. Uh, in the Mountain West today saying, it's going to be considered a forfeit. We're going to award two wins to San Diego State. We're going to give two losses to New Mexico. But there is an important distinction here, Ajay. It's only in Mountain West terms it's and for, for seating purposes. standings. Yes, exactly. It'll be for seating purposes. So it, doesn't, it shouldn't really affect the net, the net ranking. Is that correct? Yes. No, yeah, yeah. That? no, yeah, because the it does NCAA, not affect their overall win-loss record. So in that case, it's only for Mount West Conference purposes, and that's it. So right, for NCAA, when they're looking at the net rankings, it doesn't recognize those games and how they've been awarded. On regards of the uh, statement from the Mount West Conference of making up these games and the way they've chosen to done so, here is the quote from the Mount West Conference. After developing and vetting several models, a framework whereby each team plays every other team in the conference at least once during the regular season was identified as the best mechanism to balance all the variables from a conference-wide point of view. Um, Among those were potential NCAA tournament impacts, the overall competitive integrity of the league schedule, implications for the final regular season standings, and seeding for the conference tournament, television contractual obligations, input from the multiple league constituents, and the cadence of the remaining schedule, end quote. I don't know what the hell that means. Well, just so there, uh, it makes sense to me. They're, they're trying to make sure that everybody plays everybody at least once. Um, they want to also ensure that the matchups that they create, and, and uh, John Hartwell talked about this when we had him on our show a few weeks ago, that the Mountain West is going to be very mindful and considerate of creating the best possible scenario for their top teams to get into the NCAA tournament. Um, So those were some of the factors that they laid out there. Uh, Additionally, Commissioner Craig Thompson had this to say, the conference office was charged by the membership with determining the optimal plan for rescheduling games, which had been postponed during the course of the regular season. This presented a very complex equation, which included contemplating several variables but this approach provides each institution the opportunity to control its own destiny over the final two weeks of the regular season and through the course of the Mountain West tournament. Close quote. Hmm. 
I just I, I don't like how they scheduled it. I just I don't like that Utah State has to go on the road on a Saturday for a late night tip off, come home, be home for like a day and a half if that, head back to Las Vegas, go play in a in a tournament there. Um, it's just it's going to be exhausting. Meanwhile, Boise State only has the uh, one game, and that's on a Tuesday. Do you know what's wow? Crazy? That's rough for them. No, San Diego okay, State so, only has one game, and that's on a on a Wednesday. Dude, you're not going to believe this. Actually, you probably will believe it. Boise Colorado State, State fans, only has one game. No, Colorado State has two games, uh, but they're done Friday night. Um. So, Boise State fans are upset with the Mountain West Conference. Of course they are. Because they only got one game. They feel like they should have gotten two. Because that they don't so they don't have so much rust going into the tournament. Oh, boo hoo. Hey, if you want to can go always to, find a reason to complain you know, no, about well, whatever it is. You know what? If you want to come to Fresno in our place and go to Fresno on Saturday night at eight o'clock at night, by nine o'clock at night, I by all means. We'd Goodness. love to see. I mean, that's you. so on brand. I mean, of course Boise State would complain. Yeah. They are upset that they have to go to uh that they only get one game. And Brian Dutcher, by the way, on having to go play a makeup game at UNLV next week or this upcoming week. Quote, I just think the risk of exposing ourselves to one more trip doesn't benefit anybody if our goal is the NCAA tournament and trying to have teams healthy for that event, end quote. Nobody's happy. Goodness sakes. Gosh, a bunch of whiny babies. Nobody's happy right now. <laughs> I do not envy that Mountain West office. Can you imagine the calls and whine, whining and, and complaints they get every day yeah. from these guys? But... Okay, would you rather be Boise State and only have one game next week, or would you be rather be Utah State and have two games? Well, I, I think the answer is I'd rather have two games, but if one of those is on a late Saturday night and I got the conference tournament that I've got to travel to early next week, that's not convenient. Yeah. I mean, Colorado State gets two games, but they're done by Friday night. San Diego State only has one game. One. Boise State only has one game. Colorado State basically gets a bye on Wednesday when they host New Mexico. Uh, and then they have to travel to Nevada on Friday, and that'll be a tough game for them. But, I don't I mean, the, the Utah State needs games. They need wins. They need opportunities to improve their resume. I, I don't know that it dramatically improves the resume for Utah State. I mean, look, they play Fresno State, who is 212 in the net ranking. Are they going to go to Fresno State? They'll still be a quad three or quad four. Um, and then they host Wyoming. And Wyoming's 185. I mean, not any better. So... But those are the games that got postponed. Those are your, your only options to make up games is against those teams. That's tough. So, again, Utah State will play Wyoming at home on March 4th. That will be the final home game of the Mountain West Conference regular season for the Aggies, um, or at least of Mountain West Conference play, I should say. And then they will be at Fresno on March 6th, 8, 9 p.m. Mountain Time tip-off. So, 8 p.m. with Al Lewis. He's got a late night. He's got a busy week that week, too, actually. Uh, and then it's the Mount West Conference Tournament, uh, and we will not know what the seating looks like until uh, until Saturday night. Um, I think a lot of it will be decided by March. Well, 
maybe by earlier on March 6th, maybe earlier in the day, depending on what the UNLV and Wyoming situation is. Um, But you'll have a pretty good idea where everybody else stands in that regard. Uh, You know, and, and, and Eric, maybe just a thought here. If you do have this situation where you you will have a late night game, but your your outcome and your seating is already decided. You know where you, you know who you're playing. You maybe like play the starters for just a few minutes, and then you sit them the rest of the night. Let all your younger guys play. Just let them feed them out. If you're Utah State, yeah. If if your seating's already decided by Saturday night, and you know who you're gonna play. I mean, because look, we are all pretty aware Utah State's going to need to win the tournament anyways to get to the NCAA big dance. Do you maybe just allow your younger guys to play and get some minutes in? Well, currently Utah State is ahead of Nevada by two games. Um, By Friday night, Utah State will know where Nevada sits. Um, It's an interesting idea, but Utah State needs to continue to try to improve their resume and say, yeah, we're tournament ready. But, we're tournament worthy. Yeah, but is your, res- your resume is not going to improve dramatically like you said. I don't think sweeping Wyoming, Nevada, and Fresno – not sweeping, but sweeping Nevada and then beating Wyoming and Fresno State is going to do it for you. Let's see, Colorado State is just ahead of Utah State as well. Uh, depending on how Boise fares this week, you know, that's in front of them too. But all that will be known by Saturday – Colorado State, San Diego State, Boise State, their standings, their regular season will all be done before Utah State tips off before Fresno State by a full day. Yeah. So you're right. Maybe the Aggies see it. It's like, look, we're not moving up. We're not moving down. This game really doesn't matter. The tournament's the only thing that matters. We're not getting in unless we win the tournament. Yeah. Let's just let our younger guys play. I mean, we'll let our stars play for a few minutes. Maybe ten or so minutes of the game, and then you sit them, and you let guys like Sapala, Shulga, uh, Bearstow, let them all try and get as many minutes as they need to. Um, kind of go from there. Uh, Nine three one five with a few texts into the show. Is it far to have the Aggies play three games back to back right before the tournament, or is it fair to me to have the Aggies play back to back games right before the tournament? I'm happy we get consistency before the Mountain West Conference tournament. Uh, I, I'm with Eric. I'm fine with the games. I'm not fine with when they're placed and where they're placed. For being honest, uh, and then he asked, "Does it really help the net by only playing or playing Wyoming at home twice? And do we get a win for the not played Wyoming game? No, you do not get a win. It's not a forfeit, which is crazy. Uh, that will not count. So it's based on net, but I don't know how much it does of of help for you." And then, are they trying to favor San Diego State because they are ranked? I don't know. Just asking. No. Yes. I disagree. Okay. Uh, John Hartwell made it clear. The Mountain West is going to try to improve the chances of their top teams as much as they can. San Diego State, Boise State, they are their top teams. Yeah. They only play once next week. They're gonna Colorado lose. State, Utah State, they play twice. I think it's pretty clear the the Mountain West is trying to protect their top teams. Hey, do you have the standings right there by chance of the Mountain West Conference? As I do. Of, okay. So as of right now, give me uh so on Wednesday, your ten or your eight nine game would be the first one played, and who's that? Eighth and ninth place. Eighth and ninth? If they show up to the tournament. That's an if. 
Eighth is Wyoming. Ninth is San Jose. Okay, and then your 7-10 game? Fresno and New Mexico. So Boise State would have the bye going into Thursday. They play the winner of 8-9, and nine, which again is Wyoming and San Jose State? Yep. And so it'll probably be Wyoming. So they get Wyoming. In that same bracket, as of right now, where we stand right now, Utah State's a four seed, right? Correct. Who are they playing as a five seed? Nevada. Oh, jeez. So you got to go from Nevada to Boise State. That's brutal. Uh, your two seed would be San Diego State or is it Colorado? Two seed? Yeah. Uh, right now it would be San Diego State. Because we got to consider, if San Diego State gets awarded two games... Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, that would, does benefit. They're their kind of in a tie with Colorado State, but Thank that would you. push them ahead. So they would be thirteen and three in conference play. Uh, Colorado State eleven and three. So they get right them, now. So, so they, San Diego State would be ahead of Colorado State, and they get the winner of that seven ten matchup, which would be again uh, Fresno and New Mexico. Oh, geez. So Fresno's going to get in, uh, and then the three seed. Colorado State. And they get the winner of the 6-11 game. So that's UNLV and Air Force. Boy. Well, all right. That's fun. Um, And I, I don't see the Aggies dropping below five. There's just no way they'll drop below five. Not a chance. So they're probably going to be in the upper portion of the bracket unless they can catch up and get to the – how far are they down from the uh, – Foul bar, how many games far back are they of Colorado State? Half a game. And they got Nevada next week. And, he only got what, and Colorado State's only got one game next week, right? No, Colorado State has two. They got who again? Colorado State is hosting New Mexico on Wednesday, and then they the travel to Nevada on Friday. So they could lose that Nevada game. And then if we can go and sweep Nevada and then beat Wyoming and Fresno State, and you're probably a three seed. There's still, yeah, there's still a chance Utah State could get into that three spot. And even if uh, San Diego State beats Boise twice this week, uh, there's a chance Utah State could be in that number two position if everything else falls their way. Aggies take care of business and hope for a few things to happen uh, with uh, other teams that you know the ball bounces their way. There's a chance Utah State could still end up as the number two team in the Mountain West who would you before rather, the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Who would you rather play in that Thursday round? Nevada or UNLV? That's who you're going to end up playing. Uh, honestly, that's hard for me to answer because we haven't seen Nevada yet. Yeah, I almost hope for UNLV. I probably prefer UNLV. I think Nevada's playing some really good basketball right now, but we haven't seen the Wolfpack yet. Yeah. Maybe Utah State matches up better against the Wolfpack. Uh, until we see that game on Friday, I don't, I don't know. Oh, crap. Uh, the NBA All-Star Reserves list has just came out, according to Shams and sources. Um, boy, you're going to be heartbroken for Mike Conley. We'll call a timeout. Let's uh, update the uh, who that list is, who who got left out, and if you're going to put somebody else on, who has to be removed to make room for them? It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 The Fan. Well, the Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
It is the Full Court Press on 106 and the Fan. Thanks for joining us, however and wherever you're doing so. Eric Franson, I'm Andre Salveson. Uh, the NBA All-Star Reserves, uh, sources are coming out. Of course, Shams is way ahead of everybody. Um, and uh, they're being announced. Before we go there, though, uh, Mike Conley, I know you played this yesterday, Eric, but Mike Conley, on being named an All-Star, what it would mean to him. Here's Mike Conley. I'm looking forward to you know next few days or so and, and seeing what happens. But um, I'm I'm really happy that you know I was telling somebody the other day like to even be mentioned in in the conversation again and and doing it you know my way you know not trying to score 40 points a game and not trying to you know take 20 shots. I'm I'm doing it in the way that I I know how I can affect the game and play the game and be unselfish and you know be efficient, play defense and you know, be a the two-way player that I've always been and and uh, be looked at as an all-star is, is, is pretty cool. Well, the uh, all-star reserves have been in, not formally announced. They will be officially announced at 5 o'clock Mountain Time here in the second hour. Uh, but according to Shams Sharnia, here is what the West reserves will look like. Chris Paul, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Zion Williamson, and Anthony Davis. On the east side, James Harden, Julius Randle, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, and Nikola Vujicic. Vukovic. I'm going to go with Vujicic. (laughs) Didn't he used to play for the Lakers? Shut up. A long time ago. Eat it. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, Eric, with that... um, I, I, you know, uh, Tony Jones of the Athletic wrote a really, really good article on Mike Conley on what it would mean for him uh, to be named an All Star in his career. He's not been to an All Star game yet, and by the way, he's had he's been on a couple of good teams with Memphis during that span and, and never got named to the All Star team, not even a reserve. Uh, and now he felt like this would be the year that it would happen. In fact, he uh, he compared it, Eric, to going to the DMV. Standing in a long line and then being told, oh, you need two forms of identification and you only have one. And he says this year, quote unquote, I have two forms of identification to get me in. This has got to be absolutely heartbreaking to him. I would agree. And I think that what most likely hurt his chances is the hamstring injury. Being out um, for a couple of weeks, uh Caused people to pay attention to other players to see what they were doing. And some people may have just kind of forgotten about Mike Connolly, saw that the Jazz were doing well, even though he was not available. Uh, Maybe if the Jazz were stumbling without him and then all of a sudden there was this huge resurgence when he came back, then it would be more obvious what impact he has on the court. But his impact is amazing. Uh, It's just that may be one of the stats that blows my mind the most is the type of career this guy has had and never have made an all-star game is a, is a travesty. Um, he's had a great career. He's having a great season with the Utah Jazz. And uh, when we have these conversations, John Jay, about who got left out, I think you have to look at, okay, well, who would you remove? Uh, who was uh, he more worthy than who's already named uh, today to be an all-star? Would he take the place of Chris Paul? I have a hard time with that one. Look where Phoenix is right yeah. now with him being there. They're the number you. four team in the West. I'm with you. Paul George, 
He's a great player, yeah, but two-way he's, player. No, but hold on, hold on. Wait, he's had some no, injuries, though, yeah, but he's so still why, a big impact player. No, hold on, hold on. We're talking about the Utah Jazz, who are the number one team in the Western Conference right now. And you, you said that Mike Conley missing games because of a hamstring was a probably a factor into it. PG-13 has missed how many games, and they're not the first place team in the, in, in the Western Conference. No. So what changes all of a sudden? Uh, that's fair. Paul George could be one of those guys you can make a strong case that he should be replaced with somebody else. Uh, Damian Lillard absolutely deserves to be there. Donovan Mitchell, I believe strongly that he should be there. Uh, one of the best players on the best team. Rudy Gobert, again, one of the best players on the best team in the NBA for good reason for how he impacts the game on multiple uh, sides of the court. Zion Williamson, he's an exciting player. Uh, Anthony Davis, he's hurt. He he probably will not be there. Uh, and if he doesn't, that's the question. Who replaces him if he's not there? So who are the snubs? Who are the notable snubs? We okay. mentioned Mike Connolly. Who else got snubbed? Well, here's the problem is I just saw the reply to Shem's tweet. He said, notable all-stories are snubs. Atlanta's Trey Young, Phoenix's Devin Booker, Philadelphia's Tobias Harris, San Antonio's DeMar DeRozan. Like, what in the fetch? Will receive a replacement player. Let's see. The West squad will receive a replacement player should Anthony Davis miss the All-Star game, which he will. But he won't play in that game. Um, How does DeMar DeRozan be considered a bigger snub than Mike Conley? I, I think that some people consider career rather than what's happening this season, which, again, flies in the face of why isn't Mike Connolly there. But... um. The Spurs had a rough start, but they've been improving. I mean, they're currently in the sixth spot. But look, Zion Williamson, he's an exciting player, but they're 13 and 17. Yeah. And I think the same goes for Trey Young in the uh, in the Eastern Conference. People are like, oh, why didn't Trey Young an all-star? His team's 13 and 17. They're outside of the playoff picture right now. Winning should matter. Winning should count for something. I agree. I'm with you. Like, why isn't Jimmy Butler an all-star? He's a snub. Yeah, yeah. How is Jimmy Butler not a... Wait, is he not a starter? No. He's not not a sub either. Wow, Butler didn't make the list, huh? Huh? And, wow. I didn't think about... I honestly didn't think about Jimmy Butler. And you know what's sad? Is I'm so heartbroken for Mike Conley that I forget that the head coach of the... Western Conference team is Quinn Snyder, and that two Jazz players made it, man. Rudy and Donovan made the squad. And so I, I and I forget about that because I was so I was so hoping that Mike Conley would get the opportunity. And I'm sure Rudy and, and Donovan are honored, but they got to feel sick too. Like, man, Mike Conley hasn't made it yet. Hey, look, it's not out of the woods yet. I mean, I remember a few years back. Well, this is more than just a few years back. There were there was a, an all star who had an injury, a starter, and so then a sub got named a starter, and then they had to bring in somebody else to be a sub. And then there was another injury on the substitute list, and uh, eventually, because of these injuries or guys couldn't make it, uh, Mehmet Okor ended up making the All Star game. And it was a cool thing for him, cool thing for Jazz Nation to see a, a jazz player at the All-Star game because it had been a break since John and Carl. Uh, and uh, it, so those things can happen, especially this year. Maybe somebody says, you know what, for safety reasons, 
because of a short off season, um, f- because I don't know, whatever, <laughs> I need time to rest uh, to get ready for the second half. They just opt not to participate. And so the window is not necessarily shut on Mike Connolly. He ain't getting in. You think somebody else gets in, in ahead of him Absolutely. as a replacement? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So who, who gets in ahead of uh, Mike Connolly then? Uh, Devin Booker does. I don't agree with it, but he's going to. I absolutely positively do not agree with it at all. I'm very he was against the Western it. Conference Player of the Week last week. Who Devin was? Devin Booker. Good for him. Happy for him, I guess. Um, Phoenix Suns are the number four team in the NBA in the Western Conference. Great. Where are the Jazz at again? <laughs> I just want to make sure. Like, like and there I, were I, there were several years the Golden State Warriors. They were a hot team. They got three guys regularly. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tradition for Golden State right. for some time. I mean, Jazz are as hot as they were yeah. when they were in their heyday. Let's reward the guys that are making that happen. Gosh, Jordan Clarkson should even be considered in the mix. He should be considered. I don't think he should make the list, though. I think Mike Conley, I, I'd put it at, I put a Conley ahead of Jordan Clarkson. I agree. Um, but he's not going to make it. I think Devin Booker's going to get the vote. Um. Yeah, he's going to get the vote in over uh, Mike Conley for the All-Star Reserve. So. Well, he made it last year because of uh, an injury. He was a yeah. an alternate that that's ended right. up. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, and I mean, I don't know how much Mike Conley is going to be playing. You know, he's been in the league since 07. I mean, we're in 2020. I don't know how much longer he's going to play in the league. Uh, but just, man, uh, I don't know what else a guy who's a point guard for a team that's right now leading the Western Conference and actually the NBA, as the best team, has to do to get on. If he can't get on now, I don't know what you need besides two forms of identification. It just, <laughs> it just blows my mind that he didn't make the list. I, I feel bad, too. I feel, But then, like you said, Eric, who do you take off? Like, there's just how, – how do you – how do you remove Chris Paul, who's taken the Suns team from being a dead last team? And, and that's the other thing. Devin Booker was on the Suns team last year, and they weren't great until they went to the bubble and went 8-0. and And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, wow, Devin Booker's really, really – Suns team's all right. They turned a corner. But, but then Chris they had Paul a comes training in. Camp. But Chris Paul comes in, and now they're the fourth best team. So it's obviously not Devin Booker. It's Chris Paul. I agree with Chris Paul's selection. I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I mean, if we're going to talk about injuries and such, then I don't know if PG-13 should be there. If that's what we're, I mean, he's so if missed I had, a lot of games. If I had a guy or two to strike, I would strike Zion Williamson. And some people say, Eric, you got to be crazy. He's a dynamic player. He's averaging 25 and 10. He's youngest guy to do this and that. Uh, yeah, he is an exciting player. And if it's just for the fans and exhibition, then we got to rethink a few things about who goes and who doesn't go. But I would strike Zion Williamson because I think winning should matter. And that's similarly why I'm not bent out of shape that Trey Young didn't end up going. Trey Young? From the East. Yeah, not not Troy, Trey. Trey Young, yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, so, And then I think you're making a pretty compelling case for Paul George with time missed, and has he been that big of an impact when he's even there? Is he... Is this a, a a career recognition, or is this are you an all star this and year? And if it's a career recognition, then Mike Conley should get in. I agree. Like any like anything you argue with me, 
in regards in defending Paul George making the reserve, I can actually counter that easily with probably the same argument for Mike Conley should make the all-star team. Uh, One more time, let's look at the East reserves because it does kind of blow my mind now that you've pointed it out to me. James Harden, Julius Randle, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, and Nikola. What's his name? I was going to see if you are going to. No, I don't know. Come on, I don't know. Come on. No. Lukovic. Lukovic. So, is the L, it's the L instead of a V. The V is silent, but there's no L. There's no L. Nikola Vukovic. Vukovic. Yeah. Feel bad to be that kid. Well, I, I don't really have a, a big problem with that East. Jimmy Butler not making it? Well, yeah. Dude, like, here's the thing. Is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown made it? Tatum, sure. Brown, no. Levine, heck no. What? No. 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 Look, he's not having over a great year for not, Chicago. Not over Jimmy Butler. Not over Jimmy Chicago's Butler. in the eighth spot. Oh my gosh, they're in the eighth they're spot. They're in the playoff position. Wow. And it's mostly oh, because and only because of Zach great. Levine. They're in the eighth spot. He's having a great year, AJ. And I would argue he's having a more impactful year than Jimmy Butler. Oh, is. that's crazy. Jimmy Butler took his team to the finals last year. And is this about last this year? year? And carried his team Is this, this year. about last year? And you know who else didn't make it? It's Bam Bam. How does Bam not make it? I don't know what's going on in Miami. The fatigue from the playoffs last year or time off, they had a really rough start. Now they're starting to come into their own a little bit now. But well, if it's about the season, well, Zach Levine is ahead of in Jimmy the Butler. the Conference, that's in eighth place. Miami's on the outside looking in. Oh. By half a game. <laughs> <laughs> Five, seven, six, three. When Mike Conley gets his ring with the Jazz this year, then he'll feel, or to me, then he'll look back and feel better about not being an all-star. Too bad to see him snubbed. Well-deserving. I agree. Nine, four, six, three. The scummy thing is that there are 15 roster spots on a normal NBA roster, but there are only 13 on the all-star teams. Mm. That's a good point. Interesting. Very good point. If you're going to have an expanded roster... For the regular season, why doesn't the All-Star team match the uh, what a normal roster size is? Chris Middleton's another guy that gets got snubbed in the East. The guy's averaging career highs. He's having a career year. Hey, I asked you this during the off-break, and I want to... I, I kind of disagree with you. AD's going to be out for the All-Star game. He's not going to play. Uh, there's no way the Lakers let him play for an All-Star game when they're going to be contending for a top three spot in the Western Conference coming up in the second half of the season. And they've got a pretty tough schedule in that second half. Well, we would assume. The yeah. NBA still has not released the second half, but uh, if based on who they've played and who they still have yet to play, yes. If AD's out and they say, Mike Conley, we would like you to take AD's place. If you're Mike Conley, are you offended? No. I would be. Wait, so the only reason I don't get in is because, or I get in is because someone's injured? But yeah, I'd love to be considered in under normal circumstances, but you still have named me an all-star. It's an honor to be an all-star. All right, fair enough. Sure, like maybe that. there's a, a a tinge of frustration there that that you didn't get in under the under first consideration. 
Oh, another guy that got snubbed, DeMontis Sabonis in the East. He's having a phenomenal year for Indiana. For the Pacers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's been, he's been really, really good. So Bam didn't make it. Sabonis didn't make it. Jimmy Butler didn't make it. Uh, who was the other guy we were just talking about? By the way, Jalen Brown being on there really is curious to me. Julius Randle deserves to be there. Where's he at right Zach now? Levine deserves to be there. You're just Zach Ben Levine, Simmons man. deserves to be there. His name's not Zach Efron. His name's Zach Levine. Getting the two guys mixed up. Harden, that's cheating. But he deserves to be there. What do you mean Harden's cheating? Well, he spent half the season in the West and he's the other half of the first part in the uh, in the East. Um, oh, that's a, that's a great point. I didn't think about that. Let me ask you, did, does, oh, we got to go to a break. Um, in fact, you know, we'll go to a break. I'll come back. We'll continue to talk NBA All-Star Reserves. Not officially announced, but formally announced that uh, Rudy Gobert and Darvin Mitchell have made the All-Star Reserves. According to sources. According to sources. But Mike Conley has not. They're still waiting for him if he's a replacement for Anthony Davis. We'll come back, wrap it up here on the Full Court Press for hour number one and get you ready for hour number two. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Don't you love it when you get a revelation on something you should have known all, all along? <laughs> wait, wait, what? No, hey. that's been staring at me this whole time. <laughs> hey, you not? I don't blame you for missing it. Like, I mean, you're trying. I mean, you're looking at fifty thousand different things. Hey, by the way, while we have it, just a minute. Don't forget, today is the day. The best of Northern Utah, presented by Thermal Fisher, is here. You can start nominating the best businesses in Northern Utah today. Businesses must be nominated in order to be voted on by the community for the Best of Northern Utah 2021 list. Nominate your business or a business you love starting today at bestofnorthernutah.com. Again, presented by Thermo Fisher, where they are hiring. Ajay, this has been so fun. All the behind I, the scenes stuff. I can't stuff, wait to see how this getting goes. Getting this ready. This is something that's going to be done on a scale unseen in this area. Uh, so cool. Today has been so awesome watching the nominations coming in. Keep it going. You have two full weeks to get the nominations in. Just go directly to bestofnorthernutah.com. Make your nominations today. Stick around. More about Josh, the, yeah. the Aggies next hour. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press, hour number two. That's Eric. I'm AJ. 501, your kickoff time here on 106 and the Fan, 106 and FM, 1390 AM, 106andthefan.com, or carrying us around on the 106 and the Fan mobile app. Grateful and happy to have you joining us. For especially you listeners just joining us, uh, getting into the car after a nice day of work, uh, happy to have you and uh, hope you are doing well. A lot of news to get to. We'll recap what we hit in the first hour. We'll get to what we were talking about in the second hour. Um, Utah State has two makeup games. They've been announced not very well scheduled for the Aggies, if I might say. Um, NBA All-Star Reserve list. Sources have announced the list. The list should be out here in just moments. Mike Conley is not on that list. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are on that list. 
the Eastern Conference reserve list is very curious, to put it nicely. And uh, we'll also get into some NBA talk as the Jazz beat the Hornets last night. Had it struggled for a lot of that game, then turn it on. I mean, they played well for 17 minutes of that 48 minutes of the game, and but those 17 minutes were incredible, Eric. Oh, holy cow, that fourth quarter was electric. Incredible. Jazz ended up hitting 28 three-pointers, by the way. That's that's what that just it mind boggles me. Uh nine four six three. If you want to text into the show, you're invited. 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321. Uh nine four six three. If Anthony Davis is out for the game, or yeah, out for the game, the decision for who replaces him is the choice of Adam Silver. If the choice is between Conley, CP3, which is not because Chris Paul's in it, and Booker. It's hard to believe they'll choose against the guy he negotiates with as the head of the players' union. Yeah, maybe missed the point there. Chris Paul is officially named as a reserve, so take that out of consideration. But the, some of the speculation going on on uh, social media that I'm seeing in this short amount of time since Shams first reported was, uh, will Adam Silver go for, this is assuming Anthony Davis doesn't participate. That's still a big if, we don't know, but... If Adam Silver is to is to choose, does he go for the emotional, sentimental pick with Mike Connolly, or does he go to recognize a young up and coming star in uh, Devin Booker? And really, I think that's what it comes down to. Are there other guys that could be considered? Sure, uh, it's, it's so many great players in the NBA, especially in this uh, very deep and very talented Western Conference. Um, but really, I think it comes down to to those two guys. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, maybe he should be recognized. Should be recognized. I don't think he should be long. Brandon Ingram yeah. in uh, in New Orleans, should he be recognized? Sure. But, gosh, winning matters. And look at what it the should. Utah Jazz are doing. Yeah. And look at Mike Connolly's impact in the game. Just look at his numbers. His, pl- his player efficiency rating is off the charts. Better than anybody in the NBA. Yeah, I, I, again, and I, that's just this season. I don't if we want to make it about just off. this season and not being a sentimental pick, that ah, oh, he never made it. We finally need to make him look. Give it to him because he earned it this year. Yeah, I'm with you. I absolutely agree. The problem is, is again, just Devin Booker's name. I don't know. I'd love to see Conley replace AD, and and I I know you said you know there is that thought that AD may not play. I don't think he's going to play. I just I don't think the Lakers want to risk having Anthony Davis in there um, for any kind of reaggravated injury and not having him back for the second half of the season. That's just that'd be stupid on the Lakers' part. I, I know it's an honor for Anthony Davis, but like he's going to be in plenty of more All Star games. It's okay to sit one out. So right, and look, this is this should be an opportunity to recognize great players uh, and who represent great teams. Shea Gilgis Alexander is a great player, but Oklahoma City Thunder, they're 12 and 19. Mike Connolly is part of the best team in the NBA that's setting records. That, that's plural. They've set multiple NBA records to start this year. He is definitely a big part of that. Outstanding player. He deserves to go. Devin Booker deserves to go. But, like, again, winning matters. Zion Williamson, he's an exciting young player, but let's celebrate guys who help their teams win. Yeah, uh, 
Uh, sorry, I was just reading a tweet here from J.E. Skeet. So Booker be the injury replacement for AD, right? Or is the NBA going to get sentimental and go with Mike Conley for playing horse during the summer? Uh, J.E. Skeets, by the way, is a co-host of No Ducks Incorporated podcast on The Athletic. Nobody listens to it because nobody gives crap because he sucks so bad at it. Anyways, um, I look, I, if Mike Conley gets in, I don't think it's more, I don't think it's so much sentimental value as it is just team value. And the fact, as you mentioned, they're the number one team in the league. So, I mean, put that in your pipe and smoke it with the <laughs> NBA world. I just, it's, it's annoying. Like, Anytime the Jazz are doing well, the NBA world just loses their minds. They just hate it. They like can't some, stand it. Something must not be right. It's only because somebody else isn't playing that great. Yeah. It's only it, because somebody else has an issue. By the way, Hoop Central tweets out, Denver Booker should be an all-star reserve. The Phoenix Suns are 20-10 and 10 and would be currently be the number one seed if they were in the Eastern Conference. They are definitely for real. They are dead serious when they tweeted that, too. Good gosh. You know, kids, drugs are a dangerous thing. And drugs on Twitter is is worse, so don't do it. Do not do it. Uh, again, your Western, as, as just sources, again, officially be officially announced here in just moments. Uh, sources say the NBA 21, 2021 NBA All-Star Reserve will be like this. For the East, it's James Harden, who left from the West to the East and makes the All-Star team as a reserve. How about that? Julius Randle, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, Nikola Vujovic, yeah. <laughs> West West Conference is Chris Paul, Paul George, Damian Miller, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Zion Williamson, and Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis looks like he will be out for the All Star game because he will be uh, he's injured right now. He's actually not even playing against the Jazz tomorrow night at eight o'clock on national television. And we're gonna get into just some Jazz talk here in just moments. Um, but Eric, we talked about it in the first hour. A couple of snubs. In the eastern side, uh, Bam Bam didn't make it. Jimmy Butler didn't make it. Um, Trey Young didn't make it. Who am I missing? Demontis Sabonis. Hey, should Gordon Hayward have Chris made Middleton? it? Chris Middleton. He should be considered. I think Gordon Hayward actually has had a phenomenal year. He has. I know that upsets a lot of people, but it's okay. Look, I, I'll say it again. Winning should matter. Demontis Sabonis is the best player for the Indiana Pacers. He's having a great year. Uh, twenty-one and a half points, eleven and a half rebounds, five and a half assists. Uh, impact player, and Indiana is number four in the East right now. Mm. How does the best guy in the number four team in the East not, not make, make it? it? Hey, but but as nine four six three tweets out, the Celtics are have have two All Stars despite being fifteen and fifteen in the sixth seed in the wild is, and he says it's absolutely wild, which is true. Yeah, I agree. Like Jason Tatum, I understand. Very mediocre team. Jason Tatum, I understand. Jalen Brown, I do not get at all. Boston is a very mediocre team. Yeah. And that's probably putting it nicely. Uh, 2776, don't knock them until you tried them, RJ. Are we talking about Vujicic's name or are we talking about something else? <laughs> what, are you try- what have you tried that you're knocking? I don't. What have I tried? I'm not sure. We need a little more context. Oh, drugs. Oh, well. Drugs? Well. Eric has claimed that I've done them before getting on air and then said some <laughs> stuff on air that I should have said. <laughs> 9315. Does Ajay have a business? If so, he has my nomination. Yep. I am a uh, member of the full court press staff. <laughs> <laughs> Co-host with Eric Franson. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Just a reminder, again, uh, the Best in Northern Utah, which is presented by Thermal Fisher, is here. You can start voting today. 
Uh, as if you go to bestofnorthernutah.com, again, it's presented by Thermal Fisher, where they are hiring. Uh, businesses must be nominated in order to be voted by on by the community. Uh, this is a really, really cool thing that they're doing. So hop on and be happy and vote. Vote. Get out there and vote. Do you know what we should have? We should have businesses come in and bring us food, snacks, desserts. Let us try them. And then we will vote as well, privately. But we will vote. Hey, look, you can't, you can't bribe people. I'm not to vote for you. I'm not bribing anybody. I'm just asking to bring in your food. You can't food. buy your vote. No, I'm not. They're not buying anything. That's against the rules. Just, no, nobody's it's clearly I'm not, stated. I'm not buying anything. All I'm saying is, bring in your food. We will try it. I won't tell you if I like it or hate it. And I'll just try it. And I'll tell you thank you, and I'll ask you to leave the room, and then I'll vote privately based on the taste of what I've had. Mm. Okay, that'd be a good idea. Uh, you you would need a variety of uh, of people presenting great food for you to give a qualified vote, right? True. Yeah, you want to make sure you get as much information as possible before you cast your all important vote. Like who really is the best? And you know what? You can vote every day. So people should bring different meals to you every day. And uh, and you maybe that changes your vote day by day. But uh, yeah, there you go, AJ. Maybe you're on to something. Hey, I got to ask you about this because I saw your reply to Tony Jones. Does Zion Williamson deserve to be on this all-star team? I don't think he does. I, I think they're more qualified players and guys who help their teams win. He's a he's a big young up and coming personality in the NBA. I get that, but I think there are guys that are playing better, more impactful. Reward them for what they're doing. Yeah, um, and classy move, Mike Connolly. Just a few minutes ago, I saw that. Congrats to Spider Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Hopefully, many more to come. Classy move by Mike. Okay, so you know he's got to be feeling sad and left out, maybe a little frustrated, but he's uh, taking the moment to congratulate his teammates. If Zion doesn't make it, Booker does over Conley. I I honestly think that, but in that replacement over AD for an injury, I think Conley would make it over Zion. Yeah. So. Uh, Anyways, yeah, it just it bugs me, and and it's and it's and it's heartbreaking because you're a jazz guy, but you also understand what it was going to mean to Mike Conley to make the All Star team, um, and now you're going to have to fight over with Devin Booker, and so, yeah, that that's going to be a tough, uh, it's going to be a tough one to draw. Uh, all right, let's get to some uh, NBA basketball. Uh, Utah Jazz last night, Charlotte Hornets. Utah Jazz struggled for a majority of this game. I mean, as Tony Jones said it really well last night. Of the 48 minutes of basketball, the Utah Jazz played good for 17 minutes of it. Without knowing the result, you would probably would have said, all right, well, Charlotte won by 15, right? Final score from uh, the Vivian Small Marina, Utah Jazz 132, Charlotte Hornets 110. Utah Jazz improved to an NBA best 25-6, and 14-2 at home. Charlotte Hornets are 14-16 and 16 on the road uh, and 5-8 and eight on the road. But this is just, I mean, that onslaught. Where they went on a twenty-six to two run, 
that erased like a 12-point lead that was Charlotte's at one point. And then the Jazz all of a sudden led by like 18 was incredible. Eric was just absolutely awesome Jazz basketball. Unreal. And how much of that came from the bench play? Yeah. Seven three-pointers from Joe Ingles. Seven three-pointers from your man, George Nyang. Stop Five three-pointers from Jordan Clarkson. 17 made threes. To me, that's not 17. My math is awesome. 19 made threes from the bench. It's incredible. Joe Ingles was a plus 32 in his plus minus. 21 points, 6 assists, 5 boards, 7 made 3-pointers. Now, Joe was struggling a little bit at first, um, being relegated to the bench. I thought he was fantastic as a starter. Uh, but then once Mike Conley came back, Joe was not really finding that same groove that he had when he was inserted into the starting lineup. He was able to eventually shake that off and then become another impact player like we all love him to be. Mike Connolly dropped four threes on the night. Mitchell chimed in with three. Royce O'Neal got it going with two. Probably the strangest thing of the night is that Boyan Bogdanovich did not make a yeah, three-point shot. he didn't even make a three. <laughs> uh, yeah, they shot 29 threes before half did the Jazz. That's a club record for attempts and a half, by the way. Um, they hit eight in the first quarter. That's about 72% of its shot attempts came from behind the arc during that period. <laughs> That's nuts. And they still were trailing at one point. Uh, Charlotte had 21 fast break points. They kept pushing it with LaMelo. They had 14 by halftime. But then the Jazz were able to get back. They played better defense. They shot the ball better, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, it's just, it was great adjust. Adjustment basketball by the Utah Jazz as a whole. Uh, and Again, your guy, George Yang, who should be uh, an all-star reserve, according to you, uh, hit, had had four threes. And, and the thing is, is not one of them hit the side of the backboard on any of his attempts, which that's a, that's a career first for George <laughs> Yang. He was perfect. Uh, Hayward, by the way, finished with, because I know everyone's curious, uh, he had 21. Him and Lamelo both led the Hornets with 21 each. Uh, Malik Monk had 20. Uh, Horton did, oh, excuse me, Horton. Hayward did exit with a wrist injury with about 10 minutes left of the game. He didn't return. He stayed at day. Uh, the Gordon Hayward thing. You still hate him? Because I do. No, I'm over that. You're okay with it? Yeah. I'm. You know, and I'm happy for him that he's found a home in Charlotte. He's... Uh, Looks like he's wanted, that he's a central player. He got lost in Boston. He's going to Charlotte, and he's found a home there. He looks like he fits in. He's being used. He's like, hey, I'm the man. Even though this LaMelo ball really is the man, but uh, Gordon Hayward is a strong piece for what they're what they're trying to do there. Good for him. Uh, he fell late, hurt his wrist, had to leave the game. So he wasn't able to finish the night. But he was playing well when he was in there. Yeah. Uh, LaMelo Ball. Okay, by the way, this cocky son of a gun needs to get B-slapped by somebody. But So he puts in a layup over Mike Conley, looks at his bench, and gives that stupid like 15-year-old signal that Mike Conley's too small. And did you see, I think it was Royce O'Neal did it back to him. Yeah, because he got a bucket over LaMelo, I think, and signaled the exact same thing. Like, 
Here's the thing. You want to mess with Mike Conley, you're going to mess with the whole entire team because everybody on that team loves Mike Conley. So that's probably the wrong guy to pick on. And if you pick on Donald Mitchell, Donald Mitchell's going to say, I don't need any help. I'll just take care of myself. <laughs> Joe Ingles will just trash talk you into insanity. Uh, so, and, and like I said, Mike Conley will just bring an army with him. And I just, I love how the team responded in the fourth quarter. It's a great win for the Jazz, who now stand at 25 and 6 and got a huge game versus the LA Lakers tomorrow night. Now, with that, the Lakers uh, played last night. And won in or no, it's lost in overtime lost to in the overtime. Washington Wizards. They stand at twenty two and ten. They're thirteen and three on the road right now. But LeBron James has played a, a just a stupid amount of minutes in like the last five games. So I think four of the four of the last five have went to overtime, and he played forty three last night. I want to say. Um, Make sure I got this right. LeBron James played 43 minutes last night. Uh, he went 14 to 29 from the field. He had 31 points, two of 10 from three, nine boards, 13 assists, one steal. He had eight turnovers. That's not good. That's not going to help you. All right. So here's what. Here is the Mingalo Jingalo on his minutes so far in the last one, two, three, four, five games. You ready for this? Since February 14th, he played 31 against Denver, 38 against Minnesota, 33 against Brooklyn, 37 against Miami, and 43 against Washington. 30-plus minutes for five straight games for LeBron James. I would, and, and with this game being on the road, I would not be surprised if they rested him tomorrow night. Uh, his his three-point shooting has been on the decline. He's playing heavier minutes. Uh, he's He's been... P- Still pretty impressive in the games that he's playing. But at some point, I agree with you. Uh, LeBron James is going to be looking at the long play here and realize if I don't do something, either myself or get some significant help from my teammates, I'll have to take some time off. Um, Take a day and just call it an injury day to give my body time to recover. Which isn't the worst thing. At his age, I... Like, I know that the NBA is like, don't sit out national televised games. We need the ratings. Shut up. If my guy is 30-something years old, high in the 30s, and has played a ton of minutes, he's sitting. He's sitting. He has to. Like, it's just, you need that rest. And especially when you're making a a, a title push, which they will through the Lakers. They'll be there in the end. Um, You, you need... You need them to be able to rest, and you need your best players re- fresh and ready to go for the uh, playoff stretch run, which, I mean, comes a little bit later than usual, but it is what it is. Um, so I I don't think – I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron James played, but I would not be at all surprised if they said he's sitting out tomorrow night. And no AD and no LeBron, I think the Jazz should be able to feast. You'd think. You'd, uh, you would suspect that they would, um, but – Sometimes you never know. And those guys that haven't had any opportunity or, or have had limited opportunity to play suddenly get their opportunity to play more minutes and try to prove that, hey, coach, you should yeah, put you me should in the game more. And you know, Sometimes they can be kind of a dangerous guy to watch out for. Okay, so here's what the remaining first half of the schedule looks like leading up to the All-Star break. Uh, they are home against the Lakers, 
and then they got another brutal stretch. They're at Miami on Friday, at Orlando on Saturday, at New Orleans on Monday, and then at Philadelphia on Wednesday next week. Uh, game on Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. Uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow night on ESPN for the Lakers. 6, 6, and 6 for Miami, Orlando, and New Orleans, with New Orleans being on NBA TV uh, on Monday, March 1st. That's what your schedule looks like for the remaining of the first half. And then they'll release the second half of the schedule. We'll see how things look from there. Uh, Utah Jazz have uh, won the tiebreaker over the Clippers. They've played three games against them. That's all they needed to it's play. All, it's all they will play. So that's completed, which is huge, by the way. Absolutely huge. Right, with so the condensed schedule, and only a 72-game schedule, the Jazz will only play three games against Western Conference opponents. So they have that 2-1 to one series lead over the Clippers, and that, that's important. All right, uh, let's take a break, and then we will come back. Uh, we will talk some more. We, we'll get some more Aggie basketball talking. Uh, we'll get you ready for uh, the night ahead of us. Uh, we'll look at bracketology, uh, where Mountain West Conference teams are sitting, and if it's slipping by the day, to be honest with you. Uh, we'll talk about where those teams sit and what needs to happen throughout the rest of the next couple of weeks as we lead up to the Mountain West Conference tournament. And we'll also have our stat and player uh, of the week. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press on 1069 The Fan. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Salveson. 9463, that's very flattering. Sports most dynamic duos. Wait, this is dramatic, not dynamic. Oh, most dramatic. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to interpret that as dynamic. That's what my eyes will see. LeBron and Kyrie, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, A.J. and Eric. Those two other duos won championships. I'd All be right. happy to be lumped yeah. in with those guys. Absolutely. I'm LeBron, you're Kyrie. I'm Kevin Durant, you're Draymond Green. Weekdays from 4 to 6, 1069 FM, 13. The Fan. 100 plus businesses, thousands of people, free parking, Main Street access. It's the Cash Valley Media Group Home and Garden Show, presented by Anderson Seed and Garden at the Eccles Ice Center, March 26th and 27th. If you're a home and garden business, from crafts to home building or excavation to emergency preparedness, this show is for you. Google Cash Valley Home and Garden Show or call 752 1390 for details. All COVID precautions will be taken doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. All right, while you're looking that up, hi. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and AJ Salveson here on 106 on the fan. Hope you are doing well. Hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday evening. Beautiful day outside, by the way. Uh, currently, what, 50? Is that 53 degrees? It's not 50. It can't be that. Dude, that's what it's saying. Okay. On my Where very, are you looking? On my very trusty system, and it says 53 degrees. Okay, well, uh, I don't know how trusty your system is. Don't blame me. Blame this uh, thing up here that says 53 degrees. Yeah. Um, my phone is telling me 36. Uh, I think I trust that a little more than whatever it is you're looking at. Decent. I'm looking at the dang computer. Decent Wednesday. Uh, decent weather Wednesday and Thursday. We got uh, precipitation coming in Friday and Saturday. So dress warm. That's what they always say. They always say there's precipitation coming in and then nothing shows up. Ooh, it's supposed to snow later tonight, though. That sucks. I hate snow. All right. Eric France and Audrey Salveson here on 1069 The Fan. Hope you're doing well. Uh, if you want to text into our show, 435-339-0321. Hit us up with any questions, thoughts, concerns, or clean jokes. Love to hear from you. 
Hey, by the way, Tyler Knowles texted me, and he said he'll bring in brownies. Mm, brownies. And I trust Tyler Knowles cooking. As long as they're not laced with anything. Oh, no, if they're especially laced. <laughs> hey, a few things about the Utah Jazz. Hit me. Um, they are playing some great basketball. Isn't that great? Wow, that's breaking news right there, Eric France, yeah. everybody. That is great breaking news. Pretty cool. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Jazz set or tied franchise records in the following categories last night. Three-pointers made, three-pointers made in a half, three-pointers made in a quarter, three-pointers attempted, three-pointers attempted in a half, and three-pointers made off the bench. Like, you'd think that the Hornets might have looked at the game tape the last time that they've these two teams met. Oh, they're too lazy to do that. And I think, you know, the Jazz put up a franchise record three-pointers on us last time we played them. Let's try something slightly different. Hmm. Didn't quite work. But you know what? Charlotte, they did outscore the Jazz in the paint. That was problematic. They beat the Jazz like 48 to 30 in the yeah, they paint. They got whatever they wanted to inside, didn't they? When yeah. I, was, I mean, I didn't see the game. I was just watching highlights, but man. They were cutting to the hoop and getting, like you said, almost everything they wanted. But they were totally leaving the corner three open, and the Jazz were feasting, especially in that fourth quarter. They could not miss. But Ajay, it's a franchise record in three-pointers made in 28. Um, three players off the bench who made five three-pointers or more, that's a that's a record. Uh, you had three guys off the bench who scored 20 points or more. It was unreal. And, I mean, it was a, a slog fest for three quarters, and, uh, and then the Jazz just all of a sudden came alive in the fourth and just... Bombing away. Impressive uh, performance. Now, it didn't just start in the fourth quarter. They were making some adjustments, but that's when it really just was lights out. Impressive win for the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Bouncing back after a loss. I think they take care of LeBron and the Lakers tomorrow. I know we'll get into more specifics tomorrow, but, I mean, is there any worry about this LeBron-James-led team? I mean, it's hard to bet against Utah right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 4348 is texted in the show, and I believe he is a newcomer to the Full Court Press. Welcome on, 4348. Great to have you. Glad to have you as well. LeBron addressed the claims that he needs rest last night. He said if he's healthy, he will play in any game. But I don't think there's any way he won't play tomorrow. I'll I'll take it. I think that's probably true. I mean, it's it's an ESPN game, right? It's a national broadcast game, so he doesn't miss those. Boy, he's so good. I mean, he's an incredible he's, player. He's amazing. He is. I'm telling you, he is. He is something else at his age. He is so special of a basketball player, and and what he does, and what he does day in and and, and day out for his team. I mean, it just and, and it's crazy because he leaves, and I've said it before, but it still just blows my mind, Eric. <laughs> he he goes to Cleveland. They make the playoffs. They even have an NBA Finals appearance. He leaves, goes to Miami. They go to four straight finals while Cleveland's in the cellar. It goes back to Cleveland. Miami's in the cellar, and Cleveland goes to four straight finals, or I think it was four straight finals if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then he leaves Cleveland. They're back in the cellar. He goes to the Lakers, who have been struggling for a bit, and he takes them and wins an NBA championship. Like It's just incredible. 
That is so hard to do, what LeBron is doing. It's impossible. It should be impossible to do that. It's in, You're right. He's an impressive player. Great Very note. impressive player. Great note, 4348. Appreciate you texting in. Um, the uh, In addition to those other impressive notes, and can I just make this a stat that blew my mind? Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Wait. Hold on. Not yet. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. You know, we got to use the big voice guy every time we... Uh, I just love... I'm like, he, yeah, go ahead. He All puts, right, are you going to intro us or not? He only puts in limited work, but we got to use him while we can. Um, besides those other things that I mentioned, Utah is the fastest team to reach 500 three-pointers made during an NBA season. They did it in 31 games. They combined for the most three-pointers made by any team's bench in a game in NBA history. 19 three-pointers made off the bench. Let that sink in for a second. That's incredible. First team to have three bench players all record five or more three-pointers made in NBA history. That's nuts. Tied the 2008 Celtics for the most double-digit wins through 31 games. 21 games in 31 have been decided by double digits by the Utah Jazz. And then George Nyang, the second player to go 7-for-7 on three-point attempts with no other field goal attempts in a game. He joins Robert Ory, who did that in 1997. Oh, oh man. Big shot, Bob. Big shot, George. Big shot. No, stop it. Why do you do this? What's up with your... Hey, by the way, Piranhas, if you're listening, Eric thinks that George Yang should be an all-star over Devin Booker <laughs> and Mike Conley. Right, I've, I've made many, many deep, uh, compelling cases for that. <laughs> yes, yes, you have. Uh, Give me a jazz roster with a bunch of George Yangs and uh, Royce O'Neal. <laughs> and Royce O'Neal, and we're going to win the NBA championship. <laughs> hey, uh, Elias Sports Bureau put this stat out. This will be the stat that blew my mind. Utah Jazz have never been the first NBA team to have 25 wins in a season in franchise history. The first team to 25 wins by date has won the NBA championship in only two of the last 11 seasons. The Warriors in 16-17 and the Raptors in 18-19. Uh-oh. So, again, the Utah Jazz will get beat by the LA Lakers in the Western <laughs> Conference Finals. You're welcome, everybody. You are welcome. And by the way, San Diego State men's basketball has won each of its last six games by 20-plus points. All versus Mountain West Conference teams. Only four schools over the last 60 seasons have won seven or more straight conference games by all that large of a margin. UConn in 65-66, UNLV in the Big West, Utah State in the Big West, and Stephen F. Austin in Southland. Wow. How about that? That's a pretty cool stat, actually. Huh. Uh, all right, my player, I have to go with Nimi Keta. Uh, what a week he had last week in Boise. Uh, an incredible per- performance. 62 points, 21 rebounds, um, a handful of blocks to go along with it. Incredible performance in just two games for Nimi Keta for the Utah State Aggies. Um, he should be the player of the year, but I don't know how you give the player of the year to the fourth place team. 
Uh, I think that if you're on top, if you finish first, you're probably in better consideration. Mitchell from San Diego State is probably going to get it. Austin is certainly making his case. But uh, Namish Keta, he's not making it easy for people to just automatically give it to the top guy yeah. on the top team. Yeah, he's he, he's definitely creating a legit argument. I think these next two weekends for him as resume uh, spit shiners are going to be huge over against Nevada and then Wyoming and Fresno State are his last two compelling cases uh, to be able to make a run at this uh, at this title. Uh, and, and this week, of course, for Derek Olson Jr. is going to be really big. He's got to – I mean, if he can have two right. – If he can have two really great games, whether they win or lose, he's your guy. I just don't know how you ignore it. But at the same time, I think San Diego State's going to key on Olson Jr. to make sure they, they slow him down. So – uh, that is actually my player of the week as well. Um, Namish Kedah, dude, I just, watching him, dom- like, game one was just so remarkable. I, like, when he had the uh, three straight dunks, it was just amazing watching him get up. Watching him being able to, on the alley-oop, where he had a, uh, not really, I mean, just move his body in a different direction to catch it and then throw it down was phenomenal. He uh, just, it both nights, and they said, you know what? We're going to see if you can get yours in game two. We're not going to double you. But we don't think you're going to be able to do that again. He had 30. I mean, he had 30 points. For the combined series, he had 62 points, 21 rebounds, and shot 57% from the field. It's incredible. It's remarkable. And it just it's so sad that they that the Aggies let that go to waste. It eh, that That's what bums me out the most. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, again, good, uh, I, I have Namish Kedem. By the way, he's also your, uh, what is it? The uh, student of the athlete week. of the week. Yeah, student athlete of the week. Utah State. Yeah. Which, and it was a runaway too. I don't think it yeah. was even close. Nor should it be. By the way, nine three one five. I'm glad we don't play the same team more than once in the Mountain West Tournament because you won't hear the ringmaster say, split, we split. Okay. By the way, uh, also asks, is no. Ajay wearing Bronco gear? Okay, you know what? There's never any reason to wear that ugly stuff. If you are... Died in the wool, Aggie. Never make a bet. I could lose <laughs> to wear that. Okay, but you know what? A bet's a bet, and I lost a bet, and I owe it to our wonderful listeners that I have to, I have to, I have to pay up. I need to wear it too. I've just been. I look at it and I want to throw up. I look at it and I want to just use it as toilet paper. <laughs> I don't want to wear that crap, but I have to. I have to because I lost. Um, uh. yeah, that that's a shame. All right, uh. Any word on the official announcement of the All-Star Reserves? Are we still waiting? No, they've been released. Hit me. What do you got? You have, you have it? Oh, by the way, uh, Piranhas is not happy with us. You. He tweeted at both of us. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> you assume that it's me. Yes, it is absolutely you. Piranhas loves me. Like, I mean, 9315 loves you. Piranhas loves me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the official All Star Reserves. Uh, I haven't seen it announced yet. Am I crazy? Uh, you are crazy. The NBA West uh, Reserves: Anthony Davis, Paul George, Zion Williamson, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Rudy Gobert. And the uh, East Reserves officially announced. Uh, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, Julius Randle, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, and Nikola Vukovic. Uh, again, Anthony Davis, uh, well, I would say will be out. Um, 
LeBron James, you know, no one likes you. He tweeted out, Devin Booker is the most disrespected player in our league. Simple as that. And he, and he followed it up saying he and Dame. Damian Lillard also. Oh, he did? Yeah. So are we just going to skip Mike Conley? That's cool. Look, we got three uh, New Jersey Nets players. New Jersey, sorry. It's a little throwback. Brooklyn Nets players in the All-Star game. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Why don't we have three uh, from the best team in the NBA? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But wasn't one of those considered by a fan vote as well, though, right? Durant. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are starters. Yeah, so but it's like considered by a fan vote. Yeah, that, percent of it. Right. Yeah. Brooklyn Nets are twenty and twelve. Jazz are twenty five and six. It's bonkers, huh? Hmm. It just doesn't make any sense to me, and it never will. Um, why the NBA world hates Utah Jazz the way they do. Makes me want to throw up. All right. Uh ooh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, bracketology. Bracketology, update. yep. We'll uh, kind of recap what the talk was in the first hour as the Utah State Aggies have their makeup games scheduled uh, and what it means for the Utah State Aggies. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press at 1069 The Fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Where did this come from? I like it. All right, cool good stuff. stuff. Uh, Eric, we were just talking about off the air, and we were and uh, I forgive us because we should mention earlier. Sucker Punch. It's from what? The movie. What's the What's the movie called again? Sucker Punch. I'm trying to think of the artist. No, uh, hold, no, she's hold from on. Uh, like Finland or something. I can't think of her name. Anyway, we're off topic. What's Sucker Punch about? <laughs> uh, I I have a hard time just I would have a really hard time giving you a good synopsis. It's a weird weird show. That's interesting, Eric. Yeah. All right. Hey, we were just talking off air speaking of NBA, just how weird the situation in Minnesota was with their head coaching change and who they went after and who they got. Isn't it odd? Oh, extremely weird. Help us help our listeners figure I this out. I don't think I've ever seen this before. You fire your head coach in the middle of a season, and you go find another head coach from a different team, from a different team, <laughs> and name him as your next head coach. And he's your from a different conference too. I mean, you would you'd always see the, the precedent is you fire your head coach if you just really feel it's bad and you have to make a change, and then somebody else on your staff takes over those duties until the end of the regular season, and then you reach out to some other team if you're interested in interviewing their assistants, find some coach who's unemployed, uh, sometimes a former TV analyst who used to be in the game, and then you go through the process of finding your next guy. What's so unprecedented is that Minnesota Timberwolves, they let go of Ryan Saunders following their loss to the Knicks uh, over the weekend, and they reach out and introduce their next head coach on Monday who was an assistant coach with the Raptors who was already employed by another team in the NBA. Tampering. Like that's not I didn't know that was legal. I've never seen anything like this. How do they do this? Now they're saying that he's uh he's uh really well respected. 
a lot of international experience. Um, Chris Finch, that's his name. And uh, the way they were able to pull that off in such a quick amount of time, just A, is baffling, and B, <laughs> how does that happen midseason? Hey, what do you think the team was thinking? Like, oh, yeah, it's going to be one of our assistants that we really like. Nope, we're going to Toronto to grab your head coach. As a player, you got to be like, wait, we don't even know this guy. Yeah, all of a sudden, we're supposed to change midstream and like... Because uh, he's got a totally different idea of what your plan is going to look like. Compared- yeah. Totally bizarre. Never seen anything like this before. Anywhere, in any sport. If yeah, you've that's seen, crazy. If you've seen another case, let me know. But it's just... That blows my mind. Fire your head coach midseason. That's not uncommon. That happens all the time. But then to go find somebody from another team who's actively part of another coaching staff in the middle of a season, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> uh, John Russell texted into our show. By the way, I hope uh, John's doing well. Uh, good to have him back on the uh, USU basketball postgame show. Um, and I'm glad he's healthy. Or at least that we, as we know he's healthy and uh, he's feeling better. Uh, he texted in, what bet do I have to win to get you to reenact the laundry basket? Nope, not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. No. No. Please, no. Please, no. Do you it's remember not, that photo? Holy it's not cow. Colored. I have not seen the photo. Have I've you not seen the photo? I've heard descriptions, oh, and I dude. don't want to see the photo. Oh, man. I know what my next pick six gift's going to be. Mm, no. So where? Please. Please, no. No, you'll love it. It's uh, moving on to college basketball. I want to get back to Utah State. Yeah. Um, bracketology. Yeah. You know, it's something we check. It doesn't mean anything. It's all for theater and entertainment uh, up until the legit bracket gets named after conference tournaments are all said and done. But it's interesting to track what other people are, are projecting and, and seeing out there in the field. Utah State, for several weeks, was considered in, and then they were the automatic qualifier because they were the top team in the conference. And it was kind of fun to see, are they an 11 seed, are they a 12 seed, or are they a 10, maybe even a 9? Well, after dropping two games in Boise, they're out. Uh, look, as, as you might, and try as hard as you can, there might be a few obscure brackets here and there, but by and large, Utah State is considered out. Uh, they are definitely, they're not even on the bubble. They're with one of those teams with work to do to work their way back into it and need other things to happen outside of their control. Boise State, uh, a 10 seed in ESPN, a 9 seed on CBS, an 8 seed on Fox Sports. Uh, Andy Katz has them as an 11. Um, San Diego State is in. Colorado State is in, except for uh, Andy Katz. He only has two teams from the Mountain West. He's got Boise State and San Diego State as 11 seeds. The Aggies and the Rams are left out. So at one point, we saw four Mountain West teams in almost every bracket. It's starting to uh, whittle it down, and even now we're to the point that only two teams are considered in. So the Mountain West still has work to do, especially Utah State, over this next uh, two weeks of the regular season and when we get into the conference tournament. Wow. Uh, again, the Utah State Aggies have their makeup games next Thursday and Saturday. Thursday will be home against Wyoming, 7.30. And then they Friday they travel to Fresno. Saturday they play Fresno at 9 o'clock Mountain Time. We'll travel home, get home early Sunday morning, late Saturday night, whichever happens first. And then have uh, Sunday, Monday at home. And then Tuesday they head on the road and they go to Las Vegas. Then they'll play in the Mountain West Conference Tournament and they'll either play Wednesday or Thursday. Most likely Thursday. Plan on that. But uh, we'll see what happens. 
Uh, Piranhas tweets in. Uh, AJ, Eric, you guys are both great. Thanks for doing the show each day. AJ does worry me sometimes with his anti-USU pro. Whoa! Pro BYU. Look, just because I think Taysom Hill got snubbed from the Pro Bowl does not make me a pro BYU guy. And who's one of your favorite linebackers in the NFL? Oh, I love Kyle Van Noy. Another, another oh, BYU guy. Oh, just because I, I like Kyle Van Noy, you're going to get all salty sensing over here. A, a, a pattern here. What pattern? I'm, I'm a, I like Kyle Van Noy because he played for the Patriots. He was a great mm. linebacker for the Patriots. Mm. He, Belichick loved him. What, what, did, what did Tampa Bay think about him? I'm just curious. What, what did they ever say about You know, he's a lifelong Tampa fan. What In the games that they were preparing against Kyle Van Noy, like, they were they were complimentary of his athleticism. They were uh, they had to be aware of him on the field, you know where he was at, lined oh. up at. Oh, good. Okay. And he was very athletic as a linebacker. He was a he could cover uh, the slot receiver really well. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. Look, <laughs> you guys are bullies. Just bully. That's all it is. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up. This, uh, we'll wrap this show up here on the full court press. And get you ready for Wednesday show. It's all coming up here on 1069 The Fan. Twitter and online at 1069thefan.com. You know, I don't get it. We can talk. I volunteer to help you out, and you're like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. Man, I really need help here. Hey, Eric, I'm more than happy. Nah, man, you know. <laughs> No, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm I don't need help. Stressing. I'm like wringing my hands. Like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. This is really throwing me off. Oh yeah, I can help. Oh, what am I gonna man. do? Who am I gonna get? <laughs> hey Eric, I can help. I'll just have to call our producer Dallin. <laughs> I'll just have to get him to come. <laughs> Eric, I'm right. I'll yeah. Have to find a way to do it remotely. Dallin. Great idea. I'll, I'll get Dallin instead. That, that's good thinking. It wasn't that bad. Jerk. Call. Oh. Felt like it felt that bad. Are you kidding me? I'm like, hey, I'm more than happy to do it. Oh, I don't know. I'll think of something. <laughs> Happens all the time. Hey, oh, I gotta find someone to call the game. Hey, I'm I'm free. I'm Al. What are you doing this night? You about? Yeah, I'm, I can do it. Eric, I'm right here. Yeah, Al. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Kill. I mean, when you have a chance to, to call on a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I know. Actually, when I said Al, I was like, this is going to go I mean, south, no, actually. That's not a bad... I throw Al there. That's not a bad comparison. Uh, five three three eight. Uh, And don't forget, Ajay's budding bromance with Zach w- Zonk Wilton. He calls him <laughs> Zonk. Hey, when he's a Patriots quarterback, okay, we're right sky high to a Super Bowl. Nine- <laughs> Wait, what? What if, uh, what if he's a Buccaneers quarterback? He won't be. When BYU wins so many games, Ajay has to jump on the bandwagon just like the Buccaneers. This is from 9315. Oh, okay. It's not a bandwagon. Stop it. Lifelong Bucks fan. One year BYU fan. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Whoa. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, crap. What have I done? Uh, John Russell. Bobby Wagner, best linebacker from the state of Utah. Number speak fact. Uh, there are some pretty good linebackers that played at the University of Utah in 09. Really good linebackers, by the way. Hey, by the way, and we're probably going to get an update at the top of the hour, but Tiger Woods, uh, uh, several leg injuries. They're not investigating it as a DUI. 
but there was a, a, rate, a high rate of speed, crashed into a median, rolled over several times, then it ended up into an embankment, had to be uh, extricated and uh, in surgery today to repair several broken bones in his leg and his ankle. That's rough. Prayers to Tiger's Woods. 